Hello, I'm Sean Finnegan, and you are listening to Restitutio, a podcast to get you thinking about biblical and historical Christianity, to inspire you to follow Christ, and to convict you to lead a consecrated life. Steve and Phyllis Carruthers have attended many churches throughout their Christian journey. Steve came from an AME Zion background, and Phyllis came from a Catholic background. However, they've been on a journey through many different churches, and they really are true restorationists in the sense that they are always looking to check their beliefs against the scriptures to see if it's true and restore authentic Christianity to their own lives. So, Here is their story. It's really a cool story, and it also involves their son, Thomas Brewer, who I got to meet last year at the Theological Conference, and then this year he came and and brought his parents with him. Here now is episode 94, The Carruthers Family and the Brewer Family, Faith Journey. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you uh, for everyone that has had anything to do with this organization, this program, uh, this uh, coming together uh, over the years, whoever, whoever these people are, I know that you had to be inspired by God somehow or another to get so many different people from so many different places in one location here. And also, I'm here with you. So that's, that's a miracle in itself. All right, I'd like to introduce my wife. My wife is Phyllis. My son is Thomas. I also have two other sons named Steve, so there was like three Steves growing up in the house. We have a blended family. Uh, I married my wife uh, and when my uh, two boys, Thomas and Steve, was Thomas was around six years old, Steve was around five, and so we've uh, been uh, had this family together for some 35 years now. It's been uh, just a, a wonderful thing to, to have a, a family like this. But one of our main things was to make sure that that we had a, a, a family, a God-centered family. So we've, we've been on a, on a, on a search to, to do this for quite some time. And when I grew up, I grew up in AME Zion. When I was five years old, my mother passed away, so my father kind of raised the family from there. Grew up on a horse farm. Uh, my father only had like a third grade education, so he couldn't read that much. But he, one thing that he always wanted us to do was to go to church. If he didn't go, he made sure that we went. That you know you were you were going to church, so uh, we grew up in in uh, in, in the church, uh, A.M.E. Zion, from A.M.E. Zion to Baptist, and then you know on up to uh, uh, going to college and coming out and just really asking you know serious questions because I I didn't get a, a lot of indoctrination but I got a lot of information and a lot of times this information didn't correlate. Uh, I didn't have any problems with if there was one God. I always assumed that there was. I didn't know anything about the Trinity until they say, okay, well, this is a Trinity. And I'm going like, well, you know, okay, if there's a Trinity, you say there's the Father and the Son, and shouldn't that not be the Mother? But then they say it's the Holy Spirit. I'm going, okay, all right, that's, that's not, that's not, a, that's not, a, I got to figure this one out. So it's, a, it's been a lot, of, a lot of things, a lot of information that I received, and a lot of information that I learned, and a lot of information that I had to unlearn as we, we get new information and put uh, information together. Recently, we belonged to a church and 
the churches uh, giving out the information and the information doesn't line up. Not with, when I read the Bible, it doesn't quite come together. So I got disillusioned with it to the point, say, probably two to three years ago, I just said, I've had enough. I'm out. So I just went home, started reading my Bible, started studying, and I was doing a, a study on the kingdom. During this same time, my wife was doing a study on the Holy Spirit. She came up with, with some information, and we started to come together, and this is how we kind of got together and, and found out about uh, Anthony uh, Buzzard, Dan Gill, and uh, Sean, and uh, Sean's father, and, and started with those. And like, this made so much sense. Everything started falling together. You know, I'm at peace. I'm going like, wow, this is good. And uh, uh, my wife started to share it with my son. And so well, with that said, I'm going to let them tell you some stuff. But thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. And we will we'll continue to be uh, someone that's going to take this message to the rest of the people that we know. Because we know so many people that think they have it correct, but it's not quite set up. So here's my wife, Phyllis. Hi. I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here too. I'll just sort of start in where I first got into this. I was going to a Pentecostal church. I was looking up a study on the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit. And I found this article and it was absolutely wonderful. And I'm thinking, what? wow, you know, who are these people? Well, I looked on the site. It was a site called Truth or Tradition. And I looked up to see, and it said Unitarian. Well, I'm going to tell you, I almost fell out. Because I had always been taught Unitarians was a cult. And, uh, and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, what is going And so then I went and read about what they said about themselves. And they said, don't get us confused with the Universalists. We are biblical. Unitarians, and that is a difference. Well, you know, I didn't know, because I'm thinking, how could someone who says they don't believe in the Trinity write such a, a convincing article about the gifts of the Spirit? It just did not make sense. So I started out on that site and listening. Coming up, you know, even though I was in Pentecostal at that time, I, my mother was Lutheran. My father was a rebellious seven-day Adventist. <laughs> I mean, you talk about. And then I, when I was growing up, it was segregation everywhere. So some of the best schools were considered Catholic schools. So I went to Catholic school all the way through the 12th grade. Then I ended up going to Baptist church. I mean, I had been, as they said, I had been up some rabbit trails in my life. <laughs> I had been taught about the Trinity, though, everywhere. And I remember in Catholic school learning about the, um, the three-leaf clover is how they taught about the Trinity. So I never questioned the Trinity, and I just thought that's how it was. But when I read this article and started studying about it, and I ordered some CDs called The, the Era of the Trinity. And I must admit, it was kind of hard at first. But I heard Anthony Buzzard's name mentioned in a book called uh, The Doctrine of the Trinity, Christianity's Self-Inflicted Wound. And uh, so I found your site, 
And then I started listening to you and uh, Brother Dan Gill. And things just started to open up. And then Les, excuse me, Vince and Sean, I started listening to them and everything started to come together. Now, I was started out on the Trinity, but when I went to your website, I ended up talking, learning about the kingdom. And that's when Stephen asked, I said, well, listen to this about the kingdom. <laughs> and it's like everything just started to fall into place. And then we started to share things with my son. I cannot tell you how thankful I am. It has made the world a difference. I realized my relationship with God before was just based so much on guilt. I mean, guilt and legalism and I never, one prayer I always had, I said, I just want to know the truth. I told my husband, I said, if I look back on my life and all the time I spent in church, it seems like I could think of one time a word would have come to me in a sermon that I could remember. I'm telling you the truth. Back then, I couldn't. It was almost like I didn't even like going to church. As a child, I would take my program and I would write 1 through 60. And I'd check the clock and I'd scratch it off. <laughs> now, that's a horrible thing to say. But that I did not like going to church. And I felt guilty about it. I felt like I wasn't getting anything out of it. And the fact that I'm here, drove 10 miles looking for fellowship. Now, that's in itself a miracle. But I am so thankful for you all. I'm so thankful for the people who God has just inspired them to dig into this word and, and to bring it out and show us what it means in a way that we can understand. And I know we all, and you all have gifts to do this, but you know, everybody doesn't answer to their gifts. You, it's because of your obedience that so many people are being helped. And I'm just so thankful for it. Instead of me feeling fickle now and guilty now for all the past mistakes, I must admit, uh, Brother Anthony, when I heard you say the first 20 years, you were out and didn't know either. That sort of gave me hope. It took me over 55 years, but it gave me hope because for some reason I pictured you being born, speaking with a British accent. <laughs> And talking about the Trinity, but no, we all had to start somewhere. So that has meant a lot. But thank you so much for what you all have done. You make things so clear. And if it was not for the word and for your input to where um, I can see how much uh, paganism and Gnosticism and things like that has infiltrated Christianity as we know it, if I didn't have the promises of God and know that this is a seed here that can be planted and go out, it would almost be where you would feel like giving up. But I don't. I'm hopeful. And I'm going to take your advice. I'm going to speak out more. I'm, I'm not trying to say I know it all. I'm just learning. But I'm coming up with what I call my list. And if it doesn't fit in, I don't care how perfect it looks. But if that little deal breaker over there is sitting up in there and I recognize it, you know, I'll be out. And, uh, but thank you so much.
I love you. I really love you all. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Thomas. Uh, quite new to the Unitarian faith. It's probably been about a year now. Felt compelled to share my story after hearing the couple's uh, testimony Friday, uh, being a part of Jehovah Witness. In so many ways, I'm living that story now, or, or have been. Uh, my wife, she's a Jehovah Witness right now, and has been for about 18 years. So uh, it's deeply rooted uh, through her parents, uh, her grandparents, and probably even her great-grandparents. So uh, my background is, like you said, we've been to many uh, faiths, beliefs. I'm a restorationist. And uh, <laughs> so, so basically, uh, I always identify with Baptists because my grandfather, he was a pastor for 50 years. So that's just what I identified with. It was the most easiest. So when someone asked me, I just said, I'm, ba I'm Baptist. So uh, me and my wife over the years, uh, discussions would come up. Uh, I was Baptist, she was Jehovah Witness, and we would butt heads all the time. I began to forecast that this is gonna tear my family apart. So I, I was afraid. I'm afraid now. And uh, so what I've done is I've went silent to save my family. Well, to myself, that's what I think I'm doing. I never saw myself going two different ways in a household. Things started to happen. Life happens. You become overwhelmed. You start to ask yourself, is my soul right with God? And you just want to start searching. You just want to start searching. So uh, discussions continue on between the two of us, and the topic was Trinity. And my wife told me what the Trinity was. And I said, she said, you know that's what you believe, right? I said, no, I don't think, no, that's not what I believe. She said, she said yeah, that's what you believe. I was like, let me go look this up. So then I started thinking, I was like, hold on, are they saying that three persons is one? I said, that's not the way I always believed it. I thought that when they said three as one, it was a relationship. As a relationship, like a wife and a husband being one. But that's not what, that's not what it was saying. So I was like, my wife is a Jehovah Witness, and she, she's brought me some information that I never knew. So on this trail, now, I want to open up more to her. So this is when I started to go in and some elders start to sit with me with Jehovah Witness. And they showed me some great things. I, they really did. Uh, loving people, nice. And uh, I always said when I started to study with them, we can't move on until I understand certain topics. Because I knew the topics were going to come. It took about a year. We studied for a year. They would come two times a week. And uh, things were going good. I mean, they, they're the one that introduced me to one father uh, sleeping. And these things were new to me. And it didn't sit well. They said, you're not going to heaven. I said, what do you mean I'm not going to heaven? But they showed me in the scriptures that I wasn't going to heaven. And they also showed me that when you die, you're going to sleep. So they introduced these things to me. And I started to trust them. And probably even started to love them. A year into things, we started to approach 
different topics, we got to the blood, and that's where I got stuck. I couldn't move on. I even held up the study. They was like, we don't have to move on. But three weeks went by, and it still we still didn't move on. We couldn't get past it. So by this time, Mom uh, started sending Living Hope uh, Ministries, and I began to listen to that, and uh, it was going like side by side. So I started to even think that Living Hope uh, was Jehovah Witnesses. <laughs> I said, it's so close. I said, it must be Jehovah Witnesses. But uh, I began to listen to them for about a year. And uh, since we couldn't get past the blood issue, I looked on the website of Living Hope. I said, because I've been listening to Vince and Sean for, for about eight months to a year now. I said, let me give him a call. Let me give him a call, because this is weighing heavy on my heart. I expected. Uh, like a secretary to pick up the phone. And I was like, I was gonna ask a question if, if, if somebody's around. And uh, lo and behold, Mimi answered the phone. So uh, I asked her the question and asked if Vince was around and could he address the, the blood question for me. And uh, yeah, she said, sure, he's standing right here. So she put him on the phone. I said, hey, whoa, this is Vince. Because <laughs> I've been listening to Vince so long. So he gets on the phone and uh, he gave me some great great scriptures and he, he explained how it could be misinterpreted by them by the blood issue of where you don't accept blood transfusions and from that point on I just started to go in that direction and uh, I basically had to uh, tell the witnesses that I, I can't continue on and it was hard it was hard so I can only imagine like for my wife who was in it now and uh, seeing the family Friday it's hard for them to walk away because your family will shun you. They will shun you. They'll have nothing to do with you. And to me, in alone, that's, that's not right. It's like, that's not love. That's not love. So I get on the phone with uh, Vince, and these, this is how things started to come together for me. It's like God, God told me to get on that phone that day. He prayed for me, and he said, let me, let me, let me ask you something. Are you, you're in Georgia, right? He said, Sean's in Georgia today. He said, I'm going to give you his phone number. I, I want you to give him a call. I gave him a call. This was last year. Sean was here at the theological conference. So all this in the same day, I called Sean. He said, I want you to come out here and just join us for a day. Just join us for a day. And I said, sure thing, I'm coming. Now all these things are happening. And I said, I want to call my mother and let her know. I said, but this is just too much right now. I'm overwhelmed. I'll save it for Monday when I can tell her the whole story. <laughs> so I get out here, lovely people. Uh, I experienced uh, Keegan's uh, baptism and uh, just learned even more, more things. And uh, just how things are coming together, it's just amazing. God has revealed itself to me. And I, I, can't, still, I can't stand still anymore. I can't stand silent. Uh, I don't have things figured out. Uh, what's, what's going to happen in my family, but I'm just going to put it in his hands that everything will be okay. And uh, I just want to say thank you to everybody. This is new for me, and I'm just, I'm, I'm just looking for my journey, my path. This is my path. So when you ask how did I get here, this is, this is how I got here. This is my story. Thank you.
Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope this testimony encouraged you, encouraged those who are involved, whether Spirit and Truth, Living Hope, which is my home church, and if you want to check out some of the classes and resources of Living Hope, head on over to lhim.org and skip on down to educational free downloads. We've got tons of video classes. You can actually access those on your phone or your tablet as well if you want to just search in your podcast app for LHIM, uh, Living Hope International Ministries, and you'll be able to find those classes there. They're videos, but uh, you don't have to watch it as a video. You can listen to it as an audio as well, depending on what app you're using. So thanks so much, and stay tuned for two more of these uh, faith journeys coming up very shortly. Remember, the truth has nothing to fear.